and welcome to Dungeons and Flagons. I'm Sean. I'm the guy who explains everything that's going on and voices every other character on the podcast. I'm Jess. I play Asla, who is an elf, but spends every moment she can as another animal. I'm JD. I'm a cleric, but I'm not great at it. <laughs> and, and I'm TJ, and I'm a gnome, and I'm confused by this new opening, but I like it. We gotta keep things fresh. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We're still about that new energy. We're trying to figure out. We're gonna get into that groove eventually, probably at like level twenty before the finale. We'll we'll settle on something. <laughs> so last time on Dungeons and Flagons, someone cue the Dragon Ball Z music. Uh, three of you were uh, the basically you got in a bunch of fights and almost died. Uh, you left uh, the town of Litchfield, uh, but not before uh, almost getting into a fight with a pair of rival Greyhawks who were searchers, uh, basically agents of the Empire who look for magical children to bring back and train how to be proper sorcerers. Uh, you then proceeded on to Green Valley, a Blackbird Corporation trademark town, and uh, Locrian almost got straight murdered by two elves who they could fight with. I defended my honor. Please. <laughs> you attacked birds. <laughs> I, I, I was verbally assaulted, okay? And he flicked my symbol of the It was... And if you were alone, you would have been verbally dead. Fair. Fair. It was a means of trying to find the Horizon Front, which was your ultimate... Well, you guys made it your ultimate mission. Um, <laughs> you're still trying to get that bag of holding, and to do so, you are trying to join a rebel alliance. So, that's unique. <laughs> but, uh, when you were kicked out of the bar for almost starting a fight with the entire bar, uh, the ogre bouncer, Chad... Uh, asked you why you wanted to start fights, and your answer that you wanted to defend those who couldn't defend themselves softened the ogre's heart, and he slammed the sign of the Ryzen Front on the wall of the bar and pointed you into a back alley, which is where we're resuming from. Um, should we leave that there, or should we try to buff that out? What, yeah, yeah you, you get a magic eraser. And just, see just, if I, you can make that go away. Just, just okay. fill in crack here. And no more. No more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Follow me. And Chad the Ogre starts to walk down the alleyway. Guys, keep up. I got little legs. Let's so we, go. we feel we trust him? Let's follow him. Look, yeah. He didn't stomp us when he could have. Fine. Fine. We'll go. Chad is kind of knuckle-walking down the alleyway and fills most of it with his bulky frame. He is an ogre, after all. Uh, But he appears to be leading you away from the main street where people are to a kind of gabbier area. Um, The houses are very, very tightly packed together. Like, uh, back in Innsmouth, the houses were fairly large, and, you know, uh, you could fit like a a family inside with, like, some decent space to move around, like, people can have their own rooms. Uh, it looks like these houses are four in the space where one would be in Innsmouth. It's very, very crowded. The octavos that are illuminating the street, now that the sun is uh, 
below the horizon are sputtering and giving off little gouts of magical energy. Uh, you see a few trash griffins uh, scuttering about and then flying up in the air. They're half pigeon, half rat. <laughs> Gross. Just like normal pigeons. And there are a lot of people who seem to be milling about in the street uh, like they're waiting for something. Oh, question, sidebar. Am I, what am I right now? You're an ape. I'm an ape. That's yeah. right, like a gorilla. Yeah. That's right, because I chucked Jimmy across the bar. Okay, cool. You are getting a few stares. It's not every day that people see a gorilla just waltzing into. With a, with a seagull on our shoulder, no less. Yeah, you are very far inland. <laughs> people are more concerned about the seagull than the gorilla. <laughs> Okay, should we introduce ourselves? Should we? No, let's just keep going with uh, with 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 Chad the ogre. Okay, are we going for air of mystery? Yes, everyone, sort of cloak your face, the lower half of your face, with your jacket, so you look mysterious. Just like I have a disguise. Collars popped, people. I have a disguise kit. Should I do a Phantom of the Opera sort of thing? Um. How middle school theater of you? Um, sure. All right, exactly. Can I can I do it so it looks like a middle school production? Absolutely. Paper mache away, my friend. Awesome. So, as you guys are hastily disguising yourselves, and as Asla stands there as a gorilla, uh, you see a cart uh, come into the narrow streets. Uh, with a young man driving it and two uh, other humans on the back who are distributing food. Um, there seem to be loaves of bread and some salted meats, fruits that they're handing out to folks. That must be what they were waiting for. Mm-hmm. And the young man at the front of the wagon uh, stands up at the reins and yells out to the crowd, from your friends in the horizon front, eat, my good people. They oh. are not low-key at all. Yeah, I guess we could have just waited for a minute, and they would have announced themselves. Yeah. Boy. Uh, can everyone give me an insight check? I feel like I need to apologize to those elves. I got a 14. Uh, I got an 8. Oh, that's not right. Ooh, I got a 13. <laughs> you know that... The Horizon Front is, you know, a rebellious organization. Um, they're against the Empire and corporate interests and stuff like that. Uh, so the fact that they would just be publicly announcing that they're here speaks to, A, they feel comfortable doing that. So it's likely that the people in this part of town are sympathizers. We're very much on their side, where they don't need to worry about being too loud about it. Cool. Hey guys, I area of the world uh, likes the horizon. They're uh, horizon fronters, if you will. Yeah, I, you know, I, I I tend to agree with you. I mean, you're you're, you're out there just shouting it out. It makes sense. So, um, the cart continues down the street um, as crowds of people uh, emerge and take food and hurry back into their homes. Um, seemingly. Very grateful to them. Uh, and as it passes by, uh, you see the young man uh, gives a wave to Chad the ogre, who gives a wave back and then points at the three of you. I wave. Uh, <laughs> the young man waves back and 
the cart continues down the street and appears to pull into a warehouse at the end. Um, uh, uh, Chad, should we go to that warehouse to to meet the nice guy? Yes. Oh, all right. You're sure. And he proceeds to walk down the street towards it. All right. Well, well, here we go to the warehouse then. All right. Okay. Everyone's going? Yeah. It's a, yep. a good-looking mask you got there, buddy. Thank you. Should I try to get into the rafters? No. Of... No. Too much. But if we're going for a thing here. Yes, I know. But you... They've already okay. seen us, and they like us. Or he's really friendly. Fine. Are you looking up at the roofs? Uh... Yeah, I guess I yeah, Lokrin will be looking up at the roofs, trying debating if he's gonna go up, climb up. Give me a perception check. Twelve. Okay. Uh you don't see anything. Okay. All right, everything looks fine. Should I guess we'll go. Uh so uh you're just uh Chad the Ogre is uh walking towards where the cart went into the warehouse and he opens the door and kind of gestures for the three of you to go inside. Uh, um, well, I guess I'll go first since I'm short. Um, okay, I can go after, but I'm, I do want to pull my, my cape. I want to have a cape, and I want to pull it up over half of, of half my face, more ob- further obscuring. So a quarter of your face is obscured by a cape. Yeah, you can uh, see one eye. Okay. <laughs> That's what we're doing. And I'm bringing up the rear, because I tower above both of you. Yes, because... Very true. You are a silverback yeah. gorilla. Yeah, although I'm not in the male, so my right. back would silver. Right, okay. but I mean, they're the same species oh. of. Not yes. to derail things, but can you turn? You don't have to be a female gorilla, do you? I mean, I would think I would be like my sex to. of whatever creature I am, because I'm still like, I still have like my sex chromosomes like still. Well, it's, it's magic, so don't have to. He's asking if you have a magic dick. I guess if I'm switching species, I can switch sex. No problem. I was just curious. That's all. <laughs> so, as the three of you enter the warehouse, um, you see the three humans are in discussion. Um, you seem to be catching the tail end of a conversation where uh, one of them, uh, a young woman, is saying, well, we have enough here to probably get down to the shades as well, and we can feed them. But after that, I don't know where we're going to get a meal for tomorrow. And then uh, the young man who is driving the cart uh, notices the three of you and holds up a hand to stop her. And then Chad, the ogre, uh, shuts the door behind you and says, These three start fighting Dragon's Tail. Beat up two bourgeois elves. Well, Start fight with bourgeois elves. I, I, I flew through the air and punched him in the face. Uh, the young man, um, and now that you're a little bit closer, you see um, that he has kind of bright coppery hair and bright blue eyes. Uh, he comes forward and he looks to Chad the ogre and says, Oh, well, that's great to hear. Are you three looking to do some good for the community and he gives this like outrageous wink uh yes my good man we are out to do some good for the community and i return the wink but i also do the nose thing wink like that Uh uh and then 
from the cart, you hear kind of a derisive laugh, and there is a halfling man, rather older, um, kind of pot-bellied, uh, who kind of scoffs a little bit and says, huh, well, that's great to hear, but we don't know anything about you. Well, my underhill friend, first allow me to introduce us. I am Jimmy the Goat Opeshi, fine fighter for the good of all peoples. Uh, this is my ape friend, uh, Lady Kong. Um, la- Lady, Lady Kong. Uh, but yeah, you, you could just call her Ozla. All right. And this over here, my masked friend, we will just call him Eric with a K. <laughs> Sorry, that, was, that made me happy. <laughs> Eric with a K? Yes. Uh, and Jimmy the Goat. Yep. Well, it's not often we get talking gorillas in Green Valley. Nice to meet you. I am one of a kind. You're welcome. Nice to meet you. And with a seagull, too. Yes, he's a, he's a DDS. Steven, he's a dentist. So what brings you to Green Valley? Um. Well, my normal answer is just fortune and glory, but... It's more like, um, well, kicking ass and taking names. Uh, Chad the Ogre uh, kind of gives you a little pat on the shoulder, which feels like a, a solid punch, and says, Say what said us. Oh, did we? First of all, ow, dude. That, seriously. Um, I'm tiny. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we like to fight for the little guy, since I'm such a little guy. And we like to fight for them and help them get out from under the boot heels of the douche nozzles that run everything. In other words, we want to help. We want to fight for those who can't fight for themselves. Yeah. And we we overheard that you were trying to figure out how you would feed everyone. Might I offer you this fig? And I would like to give them one of my figs. All right. Sure. Uh, Is it? Magic or something? No, but it's delicious. magic in the way that if you were to plant it in the ground, eventually there would be a giant tree full of said figs. Maybe don't eat that. I've had it for a little while. Ah, okay. Well then, and he um pockets the fig, <laughs> and then says, "Well, you three sound like you've got the right attitude in terms of helping out." I think that we could find something that you could be able to do around here. And then you hear a voice uh, from off in the corner of the warehouse say, maybe not so fast, my good friend. And you see coming out of the shadows uh, a bard with a handlebar mustache and a guitar. Oh, no shit. It's the same bard from... Free uh, which- Phoenix? <laughs> That's right. I wouldn't be too quick about trusting these three, my mon ami. Oh, yeah? Why not? Because I saw them conspiring with the Greyhawks when they were in Litchfield. Yeah, we were conspiring with them to take them down a few pegs. Huh. The um, copper-haired young man says, is that true? Wait, who are you talking to? Him or me? I'm talking to you. Yeah. We knew people, yes. Yeah, 
Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Also, I thought we had a rapport. I I I gave you so much money. <laughs> the um the handlebarred bard uh, <laughs> looks to you and says, "Any capitalist can try throwing money at a problem to make it go away. That's not what we're about." See. No, we're we're about pay, paying for a sweet solo, which you did, man. Don't try and butter me up, my little friend. Oh, buttercup. Uh, and he says, not just anyone can get just waltz right in to meet up with, and um, the halfling quickly cuts him off with a. <laughs> <laughs> and then the copper-haired young man says. All right, a little test then. Before they meet with Gazorgian, we Zuntite. should have them perform a test. And uh, the folks who are in the room uh, quickly huddle together, and Chad the Ogre is just kind of standing by the door. Do the three of you want to do anything? Is it written or oral? Also, multiple choice yeah. or essay? Or physical challenge. Uh, and the group breaks apart, and the copper-haired gentleman uh, steps forward and says, All right, my good friend Lonnie here raises a valid point. The three of you were seen conspiring with the Greyhawks before you came into town. Now, I appreciate the fact that you want to help out people, but we need to know that you're on the up and up. Okay. How familiar are you with the arrangement between the Blackborn Corporation and the Empire Silver Dragon. They, they want their stuff, but but frankly, they shouldn't have their stuff because it should belong to everybody, not just the muckety-mucks. True. I was specifically speaking about autonomy of corporate interest as opposed to the jurisdiction of the Empire. I don't know nothing about that. I'm just here to fight and 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 make sure that the little guys like the people that you were given uh loaves and fishes to out of your cart are well taken care of and we thought that we might be able to help the halfling uh strides over his belly leading the way and says look what he's talking about is the fact that the blackburn corporation is allowed here at the graces of the empire because they keep giving them money and because they agree that the searchers are still allowed to come in and find magically inclined youths and then drag them back to the Empire so they have control over all the magic in the world. Yeah, that's some bullshit. Right. Uh, then Lonnie the Bard steps up and says, So what we want you three to do is to stop the searchers in their tracks. Oh, we did that. Oh, no, you didn't, because they followed you here. Yeah, but they're not searching. Oh, that they are. They're not searching, they're following. You can't so when beat you say that logic. Followed. Who'd they hmm. follow? Wait, I didn't see nothing. Yeah, when you say they followed us. In the sense that they were on a route, and you apparently were just ahead of them on the route. They walked down the same road to get here. I'm not saying that you're being stopped by the government. Please, oh, calm down. You gotta learn to use all the words. Uh, the copper-haired gentleman uh, types up again and says, "We need to know that you three 
really care about the revolution, that you're willing to put your necks on the line to help people. So what we want you to do is to prevent the searchers from finding any more children in this town. Do you have any aluminum foil? Put it on their heads and maybe it holds in their magical radiation. I don't think we can. I like it. But I feel that might also. That basket or whatever it's called. Yeah, but if everybody's wearing them, they're just going to think it's a town full of crazy people and jog on. So what you're saying is we need to create a fad of everyone wanting to wear tinfoil hats. Yes. I like it. I thought you would. But how, but how, how are we going to convince the people? Which of us is the most marketable? Do we even know that that would block someone from telling someone has magic powers? It really wouldn't, says Lonnie the Bard. Look, no. Lonnie, we- buddy, we got, we got, we got to, you know, this is our brainstorming plan, okay? You can't be just shooting everything down right away. There are no ideas in, there are no bad ideas in brain. That's right. The copper gentleman uh, pipes up and says, you could just kill the two imperial bastards. Yes, but if we kill them, that will send a whole swarm down on us. And I don't know, I probably would rather have the, that not happen. Uh, the halfling looks a little bit surprised at the young man's suggestion, and he like, kind of backs you up, Jimmy, saying, Yeah, I don't know if Van Gazorgian would like that. And the young gentleman kind of gives him a smile and says, well, it's up to these three to figure out how to stop him. And uh, he quickly produces uh, from his coat a small scrap of paper and says, here, if you need help from like-minded friends, just show them this. And then Lonnie the Bard pops up and says, I know the inn where those two are staying if you would like to head on over there. We're all very interested in seeing how you solve this particular conundrum. Hey, Lonnie, I got a question for you. You're a bard, right? That I am. You play Sweet Tune? I like to think so. Yep, yep. Sweet Magical Tune? Why, yes. Well, why don't you go under their window and play a sweet, sweet magical tune while they sleep and seep into their dreams and get them to change their minds about their life. But what if they have <laughs> dream catchers? Fuck. You, oh, I always forget about the goddamn dream catchers. They foil everything. All right, I'll go in. I'll sweep the room. I'll, I'll dress up as a maid. And we'll make sure there's no dream catchers. All right. And then, Lonnie, you swing the, sing the sweet, sweet tunes of Changing Minds. Hey, this isn't my test, my babies. It's no. up to you. Yeah. Get it's up to us to come up with a plan. And guess what? I just came up with a plan. You have been drafted, motherfucker. Uh, the Horizon Front members seem to have <laughs> decided... To ignore your presence in the warehouse right now, uh, they've they've gone back to the wagon and they seem to be discussing things in hushed tones. And you see the halfling kind of like look over his shoulder and say like, "Get, Jack, get him out." 
And Happy Over opens the door behind you. So are we definitely not sold on Operation Dream Snatcher? We're not sold on Operation Dream Snatcher. Well, we don't need to say. Lonnie, you said you know where they're staying. That I do. Give it to us. We paid you for a sweet solo, and now you've sold us out. So quit being a dick. All right, all right. It's the Wait, do you owe us a solo? He played us a sweet solo in, in, in Free Phoenix, mm-hmm. and then he ratted us out. Oh, okay. He doesn't owe us a solo. No, he no, paid him. We paid him. And now he's being a dick. They're at the yellow ooze. <laughs> Gross. All right. Hey, I don't. I just play them. I thought it sounded interesting. I say in my ape form. All right. Sort of like a banana. Mm, or yeah. Lonnie heads back to the group. <laughs> he points over his shoulder and says. By the way, she's a druid. She's not a talking gorilla. It's not nearly as exotic as all that. She's it. Someone punch him in the throat. Uh, Chad the ogre pushes the three of you out the door Chad, with a gentle push this time. Ch- Chad, buddy, but will, go. will you punch him in the throat when we leave? No. I'll give you a nickel. No. Two? It's that capitalist thinking is doing bad things to society, and he shuts the door on you. He's not worth our efforts. No, but by the time this is done, I will punch him in the throat. All right, so I guess we're going to the Yellow Ooze to go and tell frickin' Frack that they need to bug out while we take care of business. Uh, yeah, you could. Uh, and then Blair the Drow is standing right Son next to you. Bitch! Son of a bitch! God, you are really sneaky. Yeah, it's what I get paid for. All right, so did did you hear all that? Were you hiding around and you heard everything? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now what, hotshot? Well, first things first, do you know who Van Gazorgian is? No. We're we're here to get a bag. Is Uh, he a designer of bags? No, he's (laughs) he's the leader of the Horizon Front. Good for him. All right, what about Van Gazorgian? Uh, He's a wanted criminal uh if they are on like they said you want to meet him like that that's an opportunity you never heard of vanga's organ no i haven't i feel like we've we've heard that name he wields the ghost blade Ooh, i'm sorry go on i kind of want a ghost blade he's got got a ghost blade it has like the the spirits of his ancestors in it so it has actual ghosts in it yeah, but it's his. It's his whole. It's his dead family lineage that's in his blade. Yeah, he's got this like really elaborate backstory. It's about like vengeance for like his family who was destroyed by the empire and like releasing all people from the yoke of evil. Blah blah blah. blah. Standard revolutionary stuff. Point being, if those guys and there know Van Gazorgian, then well, that's that's a valuable lead for you know our job. As protectors of the empire, all that. Yeah, but we need to put our job as protectors of the empire and all that on the back burner because yeah. I don't yeah. want to fight that ogre. He tapped me on, yeah. me on the shoulder and it almost broke me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they, they need you to uh, stop the searchers. Yeah, yeah. What were you guys thinking? 
I have an idea. Okay. I'm all it's, ears. It's a modification of Operation Dream Snatcher. Okay. We could wait until they're sleeping. I could use hold person on them. Yeah. Jimmy, you could intimidate them into sleeping. So wait, we're talking... We're now going from Operation uh, Dream Snatcher to Operation George McFly. Basically, yes. Density? You're my density? You're, you're my Operation Density. Operation Density? Yes. I'm familiar with this fairy tale as well, yes. <laughs> I kind are of, you going to like disguise yourself? Because they know you're Greyhawks. I mean, like, they heard about you guys killing the Avalas. Yes. Yeah. So what if we? They, they, I mean, what if we stalk, How about an animal does it? What if we stalk them for a while and try to see if they happen to mention in casual conversation their biggest fears? Then we can disguise ourselves as their biggest fears. Nope. I've got it. I've got it. Okay. It's Operation Dumbo. Okay. They're asleep. Osla, you turn into a tiny mouse, and you go in while they're sleeping. And whisper into their ears of where they could find a great store of magic people that they can take home that's far away from here. Look, Jimmy, we all know about the story of the mouse who whispered into the ear of the great dragon Dumbo and then <laughs> tricked him into going into a different land and saving his town of my- mice. But, like, these are Greyhawks. Like, I don't think they're going to fall for something. Like that. What if we get them really, really drunk? Oh, well, that could be helpful. Um, Do you guys know about the searchers? We know that they're searching for magic people. Can you all roll a history check? Or an arcana? 18. 10. With that 18, Locrian, um, you know from your time... Um, as a youth in the Empire, um, you were subject to the searchers when you were a child. Um, they will come into a town and will basically like have all the children of a certain age line up, usually like pubescent, prepubescent, when magical, natural magical abilities are first showing, uh, and use an arcane resonator to see if they have any latent magical energies that will activate it. And you not being magical at the time, until you like started your clerical training, uh, there was no effect. But there were a few kids in your town that were then basically like taken away from their families and brought to serve the Empire, because they were sorceress. Well, subject to this? Uh, roll... With your history check, you know that the Elven Empire and colonies are outside of Imperial rule. So they can do whatever they want. They're not subject to this kind of thing. This is very much an Imperial establishment. Like, this is how they run things. Things, things we know about them are that they show up, they line up all the children, and test them for innate magic ability. Yeah, how do they test them? They use an arcane resonator, and I'm wondering if we could use that to our advantage. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's a good idea. Can we take the batteries out? Well, I was wondering if we could do something. 
we could find a way to do something very magical very far away. Like a distraction? Like trying to pull him off the scent of the town? Or like... Yeah. Yeah. A magical distraction far away. Or we can try and sabotage it so, like, they don't have any way of detection anymore. Yeah. Yep. And then they have to go back and get a new one, so that'll, like, send them back for, like, a month. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. can do that. All right. That works for me. So now... My only fear is that they will still come back. Yeah, but once they're gone, we'll get our shit done, and then we'll be in the wind, and then they can come back. All right, I suppose. Look, this is what happens when you're a legal criminal. <laughs> this will at least keep the magical children safe for now. That's right. Until we come up with a, bigger, a better plan, baby. Okay. All right, so how do we get access to their resonators? Well, we should start by staying at the place they're at. The yellow ooze. The oozy yellow. The yellow ooze. Yeah. And right. while we're in the ooze, you know, we can I find the secrets. Find the secrets in the ooze. Yeah. To the ooze! To the ooze. To ooze? <laughs> yeah, ooze. To ooze. Uh, I'm heading back up, so uh, right. I'll keep you free. You do your disappearing thing, buddy. Uh, and Blair, uh, quickly scurries up the side of a building and disappears over on a rooftop. He reminds me of you when you were a squirrel. Yeah. yeah a little bit. All right. Let's head to the ooze. Okay. Um, you guys head across town um, into a uh, nicer area. Um, previously, when you guys were coming into town, you kind of got shunted off by the uh, corporate folks who... <laughs> Basically said outsiders stay near the docks. Uh, but the yellow ooze appears to be a bit of a misnomer. It's a very richly furnished inn and coach house. Uh, what color is it? Yellow, actually. Oh. But it oozes elegance. Oh. So now should for I this one, we should all talk like we're from Connecticut. Okay. Should, should I fashion monocles for all of us? No. Yeah. Oh. I'm not for all of us. I don't want one. All right. I I want to make monocle. I want to change out of my costume. I'll be gorilla with a monocle. Oh my god! Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I make a monocle <laughs> for Asla for the group. With yeah, absolutely. I believe ooze is old word for mansion. Yes, lovey. I believe you are right. So you three are swankily walking <laughs> down the street. The yellow ooze, um, a gnome with a broadsword across his back, uh, a half-masked human, and a gorilla with a monocle. Yes. Uh, And you come to the front door. uh, You see that there is a doorman uh, wearing black and red, although he has a little, like, um, yellow accents that seem to go with the building itself. My good man, we'd like to come in and take a good room for this evening. Yes, yes, about that. Am I? Are you travelers? Are you here on business? Oh, we are absolutely on holiday right now. We've left I... the town of Three Rivers Money. and have set out on quite the adventure. 
are you trying to bluff your way in? Fucking right I am. Give me a roll. <laughs> All right, so I rolled a 19, but my, um, what the hell would that be? Uh Deception. Oh, yeah, all right. Twenty-four. Okay. Uh, the the doorman looks over the three of you, and then he kind of like stops short uh, when looking at Asla and says, "Like, oh my, I, I'm terribly sorry, sir. Sir, please, please, right this way. Will, will your manservants need help with your your baggage? They shall need help with the baggage. I can only carry small tote." A little very bit, good, very good. We'll a send little it daintier, Loki. A little daintier. <laughs> Money. <laughs> there it is. We'll send a man around to get whatever you need and to ring your coach in. Certainly, <laughs> certainly. Um, and he rushes into bustle around. Holy shit, it worked. This is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as you enter, um, <laughs> you uh, come into like a small receiving room with a desk uh, at the far side. Um, there's a door leading into what seems to be a smoking parlor, and further in, um, you see some, like, richly appointed tables and what appears to be a dining service going on. Ah. This is a very nice setup. Very nice. Mm. Behind the desk, um, you hear uh, some scurrying, and then uh, some clack, 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 and a cobalt head appears over the edge. And seems to position himself on a stool. Thanks. Yes, how may I help you? Good day, Mr. Bolt. How are you? Quite well, quite well. Uh, ah! Mr. Silver, so good to see you. Yes. And he, a deferential bow to Asla. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, uh, it's... Yes, very nice to see you as well, my friend. Yep. We have your rooms uh, all accounted for. Um, will there be anything you'll be needing? Uh, if you happen to have any bananas. Oh, certainly. Bananas, certainly. yes. And some fine uh, wine. And don't forget that in your discretion, don't forget the tire swing. Ah, uh, yes, certainly, certainly. And he um, seems to be scrawling some notes down <laughs> on his desk. I don't want to tell you what happened last time. Uh, will, you be, will you be enjoying the dinner service, or will you be proceeding straight to your room? Ah, uh, we will um, be having dinner out here. How how long have you been in this form? Though? It's probably getting close to an hour. We should probably go to our room. Yes. Yeah. Definitely the room first and then dinner. Then <laughs> dinner, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, right this way. And the kobold scoots down and proceeds to lead you up the stairs uh, and <laughs> brings you to a richly furnished apartment uh, where you see uh, two other kobolds are hastily erecting a tire swing <laughs> and then quickly. Uh, Rush out the door. They're wearing little bellboy outfits and hats. Oh, that's so cute. All right, I, I tip them each a gold piece. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Good work. Uh, I'll have a table set up for you uh, at your convenience, uh, says the front desk kobold. 
and he also exits the room. Wait, sir, I didn't get your name. I don't want to just call you Mr. Bolt. Uh, Snagglefang, sir. Snagglefang. Great. We'll see you downstairs. He graciously shuts the door after himself, and you guys are in this richly furnished room. All right. How lucky are we? Wait. I peek under the door to make sure the feet have left. They have left. All right. Holy shit! What? Do they think I'm someone named Mr. Silver? I think so! Okay, in that case, I should probably, like, change back and then change back. Yeah, yeah. Stay as Mr. Silver. Yeah, but, like, while we're in here, do you want to, like, in your elfin form, like, use the shower and shit? Are you saying... No, it's like, how often are we going to get the chance to oh. be in a bougie place and use all the stuff? I, I would take a, I'll take a bath. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Use all the bubbles. Asla, I'm turning into a wood elf right now and taking a bubble bath. Okay. Is this a short bubble bath? Yeah. Okay. We have stuff to do. We got to figure some shit out. I'm playing okay. on the rope tire swing. Uh, so you go into the luxurious bathroom. There is a uh, <laughs> there is a tub carved of like solid marble. It seems. Oh wow! Uh, Locrian and Jimmy, and you guys are just like you're just what chilling in the main room. Yeah, well, yeah, well I'm playing on the tire swing, and I'm uh, looking at the uh, equivalent of the D and D pay per view. Okay. <laughs> I are, are are we planning on going to the dinner service? Because if so, I should dress up. Right. Oh God. Yeah. Let's call them up and see if they can polish our 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 boots and armaments and stuff. Oh, all right. That's great. Yes. Uh, also... You do see that there is a, a silvery orb uh, in the corner of the room over a basin. Uh, give me an Arcana check. Five. Six. Uh, seems to be a magic object of some kind. Can we, does it look edible? Okay, so I'm going to look around yeah. to see if there's ropes that we can pull. Like in the corner, like you pull the rope and a bell goes off and, and, and then oh, the footman okay. comes running. Okay. So I'm just right. running around and pulling on stuff on the walls. All right. I, I want to make a well-tailored, fully white, like, elegant suit with like tails and a top hat out of the bed sheets yes uh, yes that's perfect oh think of the thread count a linen suit you're gonna look like the colonel uh is that i am proficient with disguises and and forgery kits yeah there's just it's i guess the performance all right nothing for like craft well, it's, yeah. it's forgery. He's forging a suit. It's not a I'm real sure one. It's a knockoff. Well, sewing does involve delicate handiwork. So, yeah, give me a sleight of hand check. Sleight of hand. That's so much worse. Okay. Uh, no! I got a nat one. Uh, wow. You've made what appears to be the Charlie Brown ghost costume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it so much. And now a sheet okay. is just ruined on the bed. All right, I'll admit, this wasn't exactly what I envisioned, but I think you'll agree it's effective. 
Uh, you hear a tapping on the window of the apartment, and you see Blair. Uh, Jesus, we've head. been made. Oh, guys, guys. Yes. Uh, can you open the window? What's the password? Uh, Captain McCready is great. Captain McCready sucks. I was looking for Huckleberry, and then I opened Huckle- the window. Uh, and uh, Blair uh, kind of acrobatically cartwheels into the room and says, like, hey, uh, that was really lucky. Uh, do you want me to keep an eye and make sure Mr. Silver doesn't actually show up here? Yes, and how do we send for room service? Oh, you just grab the um, the bell by the door. Awesome. Thank oh. you. Yes, you keep doing you, and if you find anything of, um, you need to let us know of anything, you just give us a, a double click on the Rocky Talkies. Gotcha. Uh, I saw um, those two Greyhawks. They're at the dinner service with some, it looks like a Blackburn company dude. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let, then let, let us do what we got to do. All right? Yeah. Careful they don't recognize you, okay? Yes. How could they? And I gesture to my outfit. Are you like a Swiss cheese? <laughs> yep. uh, uh, yeah, okay. I suppose. Right. Just very defeated in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, are you going to double that? Yes. Okay. Okay, so I, I ring on the I ring on the bell by the door to get get the room service people. Uh, cool. Uh, good luck. And he jumps out the window. Okay. He cartwheeled in and then jumped out. I feel like he makes his entrances more difficult than he needs to. Yeah, he doesn't understand physics. <laughs> he never studied law. Oh. There's uh, a knock at the door. Oh yes. Enter, my good man. Uh, a little kobold in a bellboy outfit enters and says, uh, What can I help you with, sirs? Well, my good sir, it seems that our luggage hasn't completely made its way up here yet, and we don't have any, um, shall I say, uh, appropriate dinner attire. Um, as you can see here, my good friend can only dress up as um, a multi-eyed ghost. Um, so, we were wondering if we could have some, uh, uh, borrow some dinner attire. Yes. Oh, yes, dinner jackets. We'll, we'll bring some right up for you, sir. Yes, and also, um, if you wouldn't mind taking, um, our boots to the boot black to get them spit-shined. Uh, didn't want to use the, the cleansing stone? And he points to that little, um, Stone hovering above the well. I told you to look for the cleansing stone, and I, and I, and I, bap Locrian on the shin. I, I, I can't apologize enough. All right, well, th- money. We will, we will use. We, thank you for the cleansing stone. I just didn't seem to see it. Apparently, you know, d- tired from all the traveling and all that. Ah, uh, yes, sir. Of course. Um, we'll be right up with your dinner jackets. Ah, thank you. And he scurries out. Use the cleansing stone. What the fuck is that? You're a gorilla, right? I just, uh, yeah, I turned okay, back into a, well, I turned out of a gorilla to take it into the bath. And yes. then before I come out of the bathroom, I 
have resumed my gorilla form just to keep the illusion. The illusion. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so a, uh, another kobold uh, quickly uh, uh, reemerges and knocks on the door saying, Dinner jackets! Uh, and has two ill fitting uh, red jackets for the two of you. Ooh. Well, right. uh, Brian's, yours is a little too small. Jimmy, yours is a little too big. Should we switch? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yours is way too small now, Locrian, and Jimmy, yours is way too big. Let's switch back. Yeah, probably. All right. All right. All right. Uh, does the does the cleansing stone do like a uh, a disengorgement charm or something that can make this okay. thing shrink a bit? Oh. Just it just cleans clothes. It's like putting them on dry cleaning. Yeah, but it, like sometimes they accidentally shrink your stuff. Uh, if it's faulty magic, but these ones seem to be working just fine. God damn it! Okay, so I clean up my boots and my armor and everything, and I hide it under the bed because I don't trust it. Okay. But I take a dagger with me into dinner. Gotcha. Are, are the three of you heading back downstairs? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so the, the three of you proceed back downstairs into the dining service. Um, a, uh, a, a kobold in a white coat uh, leads the three of you to a small uh, kind of sectioned off uh, eating area, like a big booth. Um, you can see that he's leading you towards a table where you see those two gray cloaks uh, talking with a gentleman dressed in some severe, like, black tunic, like, kind of like a kind of cut like a suit. So you see, that's what I was going for, but it's in white. Yes, I, I understand that, but you look like a goddamn fool. Are you just going to walk past those Ray cloaks, or are you gonna do anything? We're gonna casually just go around the other side of the room. Okay. And just <laughs> look at things and, ooh, wow. It's lovely in here, isn't it? Yes. Uh, give me a stealth check, the three of you. I got, I got a nine. Same. I mean, it's really hard to be stealthy. We all. I gotta, we all have nines. <laughs> oh damn! Kobold uh, pipes up and says, "Mr. Silver, Mr. Silver, your table is right here, Mr. Silver, right over here with your with your men. If you would like to sit yes, here, yes, yes, tiny snagglefang yes. friends. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, the two gray cloaks have like." Well, one of them has looked up and over to you, the gentleman. Um, I've been down to relace my boot. Locrian? Um, I... Locrian just waves and is just paralyzed in fear. Okay. Uh, uh, you're a gorilla right now. Do you want to do anything? What? They looked over here? Yeah. I take my monocle and I go... Uh... Yeah, you're disguised as a gorilla, 
Um, you're ducked down out of sight, Jimmy, and they didn't see you the first time, Locrian. So you guys, they don't recognize you. Good job. <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah, the, the Mater D Kobold um, sets you at your table. Um, you're seated right behind um, where the two, the two Greyhawks and that man are seated. Okay. So I'm going to make sure that I'm positioned between, you know, with, uh, with, with Asla between me and them. So uh, they can't see me at all. Okay, good. And, and I'm sitting in a chair. And I'm like, I'm like a kid at the grown-ups table. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so they appear to be deep in conversation at the moment. Um, if you'd like, you can try and eavesdrop. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. You'd like to do that. Please give me investigate checks. Well, what if... What if I go stealth mode and get under their table and under their tablecloth? I love it. I just wish I could help, but I'm afraid if I do any magic, they'll be able to sense it on their thing. So it would just be your pure skill. Yeah, but no, no, you could you you do that thing where I get a you, I get inspiration or whatever. That's that guidance. Yeah, that's the that's. A but cancer. you could be magically adding salt. It, could it be. does all it does is detect magic. It doesn't detect what it was, right? Uh, everyone, give me Arcana checks. Fourteen. Nine. Jimmy, from what you can recall from, like, having heard about it, just, like, in your travels, an arcane resonator is something that, like, you need to touch in order to activate, you think. Besides, I don't see the thing. It could be in their room. They're not holding right. it. Yep. It's not going to work if they're not holding it. Yeah, it's Should a also... instrument that... It's like a one of those metal detectors, like the Ghostbusters use. Yeah, that's what I was envisioning. Actually, the PKE meter. Greyhawks. They're just they're just there to bust ghosts. Oh, I see. They should get on the dude with the ghost sword. Um. All right. Should we? Should we also have a some sort of distraction going on to try to help? Well. And should we angry... tie the waiter's shoelaces together? No, no, that's mean to them. Um, we're already screwing this whole place, so we don't need to do any more to them. No. What if we, what if we just literally eavesdrop for a little? Okay, we could do that. I mean, that does seem okay. easier. Do I have an advantage? Uh... Although, because we didn't investigate yet. We didn't put an investigation yet. We have not. All right, investigation checks, everybody. Uh, yeah, so everyone give me investigate checks. Oh, eight. Five. Um, eight. How absorbed are we in the menus? Apparently. They're very absorbed. <laughs> 
Um, it's you keep trying to like hear, but like you can get like a brief few sketches of conversation, and then there's like uproarious laughter from across the room as like two half elves are drinking by the bar, and then um, you're you almost like catch what they're saying, and then a uh, a waiter shows up and is like, "May I interest you in any breadsticks? They're a wondrous new device." Uh, and yeah, it's it's a comedy of errors trying to overhear them, but you really can't. First of all, I would like breadsticks. And yeah. then, yes. So how many breadsticks do I take? How many does he have? I want the whole plate. Just, uh, just take the basket, man. Okay. Okay. So clearly it's not going to work this way. How about this? I sneak over to the bar and I have a banana daiquiri sent over. Okay? And then when it comes over, Osley, you have a meltdown. And you say, I thought we were above all of this shenanigans. Okay. Like someone is being uncouth towards you and making fun of you. Okay. <laughs> How dare you? Yes. Yes. And while all that hubbub is going on, I will stealthily roll under their table. I cast guidance. (laughs) 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 So who's going over to order the banana daiquiri. I'm going to well, sneak over and order it and have it sent over to the table, and then I'm going to s- crawl under all the tables. I'm just going to be low and and get my way over to their table and then slip under it when the hubbub happens. Okay. So you're having the, the strawberry daiquiri sent to banana. me? Banana. Sorry, of course, duh. Yeah. Sorry, the name that we sent to me. Yes. But you are going under the table immediately. Well, no, I'm going to go over to the bar, order it. It takes a little bit of time for them to make a a good banana daiquiri. All right? Yeah. And then I'm going to come while they're making it back around and hopefully be near their table when the... uh, when when the brouhaha happens, I, I am to come back to the table to my table, our table. I'm not going to come back to our table. They don't okay. even know I'm at the table. I'm with you. I'm with you. So I my my outburst is brought on by this <laughs> banana daiquiri. Right. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um. Okay. I'm willing to try. All right. All so, right. That. Mr. Silver receives something and he gets mad. How dare you? Yes. I assume. Yes. Because I'm Mr. Silver. Yes. A I big like gorilla. Every day, all day, every second, and everything. Yes. Yeah. Like trying to find a banana to give to a giant snow monkey compatriot who you encountered. <gasps> this is nothing like that. <laughs> that right. That's the that's the plan. All right. All right. Operation Go Away. All right. It, I'm sitting at the table. Adjusting my monocle, 
Okay. Right. Jimmy, you're going to have to give me a stealth roll to get over to the bar without attracting the notice of those gray hawks since they definitely recognize you. Well, how tall are these tables? Uh, a good three feet. Okay. So they would feet. just notice the top of my head anyway. You still got to be stealthy about it. Yep, I know. But uh, it seems like I should have I'm advantage. Advantage <laughs> on stealthy number. <laughs> You also have the D4. Yes. The D4, which I add on to the better of the two rolls. Correct. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Stealthy ah. 19 plus. Ooh. Hold on. My stealth modifier, which is five, which is 24. And then the D4 with the 220. Just enough. Six. That, that four really did it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're at the bar. Um, there is a uh, human bartender there with a thin mustache. Good evening, barkeep. Yes. I would like to send a drink over to my uh, dear friend that is at the table over there. I'm not able to stick around for dinner. Just, I want to apologize by sending over this lovely beverage. Certainly, sir. What would you like to send over? A banana daiquiri. Yes, one banana daiquiri coming right up. All right. Thank you. And I I pay for the banana daiquiri. How much is it? Uh, A gold. A gold. Oh. I hand a gold and two silver. Ah, this this is imperial coin. Yes, it's all I have. Well, if you if you bite it and pull it on it, it won't bend. It's good gold. You can melt it down into whatever you'd like. Uh, yes. We'll we'll need to exchange this at the tables. Um, bear with me just a second. Uh, he uh goes to a back room. Uh, and a, another bartender appears and is making a banana daiquiri. Right, and I put three more silver on the bar. <laughs> the bartender looks at that and she says, uh, we, we really can't take this, you know. I don't want it. I want you to have it. It's a gift. I know, but we, we can't use it. Are you looking a Not gift horse in the mouth? Look, no, this is the wrong distraction. This is the wrong <laughs> distraction. And then I storm off like Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> what table did this go to? Uh, the one with the monkey. And uh, the bartender uh, brings <laughs> over the banana daiquiri to your table and sets it on and begins to walk away. All right. So now I got to stealth back over to the other table. Excuse me. Wait, I'm stealthing. Excuse me? I rolled the 19 again. Nope. Waiter! You come back here! Uh, give me a deception check. Me? Yes, to pull focus. Or, yeah, deception. Not performance? No, because you're lying. Either way. Isn't performing just a form of lying? I got a two. Oh, no. This is not realistic. (laughs) What does that sound like that you're doing right now? Hey! Hey, you! Stop it! I didn't order this! Who gave me this? It's a banana! (laughs) I'm offended! 
<laughs> I am offended. I don't want it. <laughs> is he over there yet? <laughs> Loki is. I, 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 I don't know. I should I set something on fire? Do you think that'll stop? <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> I don't want a banana. Um, the Greyhawks are aware of whatever is happening at the table next to them. Um, and they're kind of on alert now. So if you're trying to stealth over to me, you're going to have disadvantage on any check. Uh, okay. <laughs> Wait. I need you to see what I rolled. Oh, no. No, it's awesome. These are my new dice. That is perfect. Yes. What's that come to? I rolled a 15 and an 18. So with disadvantage, that would be a 20. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, that's that's just enough. (laughs) So I'm... As the two uh, Greyhawks are like kind of like standing up in their seat, like crane over and see what's going on, um, you artfully, um, there's a, a serving tray that is rushing over. You kind of jump through that <laughs> and barrel roll underneath their tablecloth and land gracefully between their legs. There, There's a, a cold waiter who is very apologetically <laughs> taking away the banana deck creating. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So I don't know who would have done this. We never would have allowed anything like this. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bring us more breadsticks. The Greyhawks and that gentleman take their seat again, and uh, they continue their conversation. Can you um, just give me a investigation check, Jimmy? Eleven. Okay, so the man in black appears to be continuing, saying like, and, uh, um, sorry, sorry, I need to find a voice. What looks good to you? Are you thinking the shrimp, or are you thinking... Um, Gorillas are 100% vegan. I want the greens, for some reason. Greens? Highly vegetables. Uh, so the man in black says like, of course, uh, the lower classes shall be brought out tomorrow for you to begin your search. As of course, uh, the children of the lords and ladies will be naturally uh, allocated in the afternoon. And the female searcher says, and they will all be accounted for, Alistair? And the man in black says, yes, of course, of course. And um, if any were to be Seemingly out of town, and naturally, the Blackburn Corporation would pay the associated fines to make sure that that is taken care of. And the gentleman searcher, you can give like a kind of a snort and say like, of course, but none of them will be out of town, correct? And Alistair says, no, no, certainly not. Of course, I can't speak for what any of the other... Uh, echelons may plan for the weekend. You know how these hunting trips can go on. And they are continuing. Conversation seems to continue. And then you do hear Alistair say, and you're in room 302, correct? And they give their affirmation. And he says, well, I'll be sure to send up a, a nice vintage for the two of you. A little after-dinner digestif, if you will. 
and the two searchers are like, that, that really won't be necessary. Oh, no, no, I insist. It's the least we can do for the empire's finest. We really can't take bribes. It's not what we do. Of course, of course, but just something to help the digestion. Uh, and then he stands up and walks away. And the, you're just kind of situated between the legs of these two greyhawks. They seem to be waiting for the bill. I'm trapped. <laughs> I'm I'm really considering the shrimp. I feel like I haven't had it in a while. I mean, I know I had an allergic reaction before, but I feel like that's probably fine now, right? I think if you had an allergic reaction, the chances of you having another allergic reaction are basically zero. Uh, right, that's what I was thinking. Asla and Jimmy, you all suddenly feel like two um, vibrations of your speaking stones. Huh. Great. Uh, okay. And then just a short while after, you hear it again, or you feel it again, and then you just start feeling... Oh, God. Okay. All right. All right. It's time we, for drastic measures. All right. All right. So I, I'm going to pick up my basket of bread and throw it across the room. No. Okay, you do that. All right. I'm just going to scream out from under the table in my best lady's voice. Oh my God, there's a naked baby. I'm taking (laughs) off all my clothes and just running (laughs) from out from under the table with my arms up like this. But I got a room key in my teeth and I'm heading out of the room away from them. Yeah, I don't need to throw the bread if that happens. You guys can't talk to each other. Right. You don't know. Yeah. So I'm doing it. I'm doing it. All I right. hope that my friends are smart enough to pick up my clothes I'm... after the commotion. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're going to leave, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you, right. hear, we... <laughs> you hear from outside um, the faint sound of someone going, This is an outrage! What do you mean I'm already checked in? I just got here! Oh, okay. We should leave. Yep. Oh uh, my god, right a naked baby! And I'm gone. <laughs> oh! Oh! Oh. And I, and uh, I, I'm, I'm bapping people and I'm knocking drinks over and I'm just running and going, <laughs> and running out of the room. Give All me right, a and I want to do that. Alright, I have an idea. All right. uh, I got a sixteen. Uh, okay, you you can you run. You yeah. can do that. Yep. All right. I want to yell, "My baby, my baby!" and then try to scoop your gear as I run after you. I'm very apologetically. Like, I'm so sorry. He does this. I don't know. I I, I don't know why we bring him out. <laughs> uh, didn't you throw your gear underneath the bed upstairs? I'm talking just my clothes. It's my boots, my pants, my shirt, and the rented jacket. Okay. And one dagger. Gotcha. Uh, Asla? And I'm just following behind Loki, adjusting my monocle to the two gentlemen and saying, Oh, wasn't that delicious? I had that, too. You should try the banana daiquiri. <laughs> so, okay. So, Jess, give me a deception check to distract them from Loki trying to swipe the clothing. 
you need to score over a 15 on your deception, and you need to score over a 15 on your sleight of hand check. Oh, that's not going to be good. Uh, oh, eight. Uh, no. 17. Okay. So you emerge and like kind of take up the view because you're a gorilla. Um, so you're basically kind of like blocking them into their booth. Mm-hmm. And I guess between your legs, Loki <laughs> quickly grabs what clothing he can grab from there. Okay. So the two searchers are kind of taken aback. <laughs> and the man says, I-, I thought you were angry about the banana daiquiri. Oh, Long story, complicated. But it comes down to the banana daiquiri is the best on the menu. So hands down. <laughs> uh, and the woman gives you kind of like a side-eyed look and tilts her head and says, you know, you sound very familiar. Um, I don't know how that's possible. Today is the first day I've ever talked. Oh my God, there's a naked baby peeing in the piano in the lobby! Pardon us. Um, there are a bunch of kobolds who are running into the dining service <laughs> looking for a baby right now. Um, are you guys running up the stairs? Is that the way yeah. out? Are you going? Are you trying to get back to the room, or are you trying to run somewhere else? I think we have to go to the room, because all yeah. of Jimmy's gear is there. Okay, yeah. so, Jimmy, where did you run to? I, I ran right upstairs. Okay. And just started screaming from around corners. And I'll on say, my way back to the room. I'll say your deception check carries, because I want to make you roll again. So the front desk leaves the babies on the loose. Um, <laughs> Asla and Loki, as you two enter into the lobby, you come face-to-face with a gorilla with a monocle who is slamming his hands on the desk <laughs> at the kobold, saying... I just got here. First, my cart is distracted and the horses run off, and now you're telling me that my already checked into my room. This is ridiculous. What is the real Mister Smith? Yes. Uh, okay. We need to. We need to get out of here quickly. Oh. Maybe. Um, you have to turn around. What do you do, Asla? Uh, I run fast. As a girl. You just. Uh, you're not so. Look, you're you're running. Okay. You're trying to run. Here I go. I'm running. Um. You. Uh, hurl open a door, and it seems like uh, you're in a uh, conference room of some kind. There's a big table uh, and some paintings on the walls, oh. maps, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And there is a man in a black suit who looks up at you and says, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I can't seem to find my voice. Uh, this is a private room. I'm sorry, private. Uh, my mistake. Oop, and I turned into a wood elf. Uh, he kind of he blinks and goes like, ah, huh. Enjoy your room, private. And I turn and I exit the room. Okay. So Gorilla runs through these doors. They, like, swing back. And after swinging back out, a wood elf <laughs> comes out of them. Uh, and the gorilla turns around and sees this wood elf coming through. <laughs> and says, like, you, bam, have you ever seen such outrageous service? And I say, I know it, right? It's an outrage. Good luck to you, sir. I hope they clear this up for you. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. This is just ridiculous. <sighs> and are you guys hurrying upstairs? Yes. Yes, okay. and then I... Okay, I just... so hurrying upstairs, you go to the room. What's your new plan of action? Quickly. 
Uh, Out the window. To get dressed. Okay, you you can get dressed. Well, I need to see what he brought back for me. Did I get all of them? Was he able to grab? He yeah, he brought he grabbed yeah. all the clothes. Right, all the clothes were. Okay. okay, good, great. I get dressed. I used I used the uh, the 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 cleaning stone on the uh, the um the dinner jacket, and I hang it up because I'm not a total asshole. And I hang it on the outside of the door, and then I lock the door. I pull the chain, and I do that flip lock thing. Okay, you guys are now locked in the room. All right, Jimmy, in the future, Operation Baby Boomer is a last resort. Let's let's go out the window. Yeah, we have to get out of here. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> that was the last resort. <laughs> uh, you hear a tap at the window and Blair's head uh, pops into frame. Yeah, I just open it this time. I don't give a fuck about passwords. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry. He uh, got through. Sorry about that. Uh, it's Thank all right. You. We saw him. We... Is there an attic? Is there an attic? Yeah, yeah, you can climb up here. Okay, let's go to the attic. Okay, hold on a sec. And he um, scrambles up the side, and then you see a rope drop down in front of you. Okay, and we climb up the rope. Everyone give me athletics checks. I'll go last. Ooh, 19. 19. 18. Sufficient. So, the three of you are able to scurry up the roof, uh, up to the roof of the yellow ooze, and um, you're perched there, and Blair quickly pulls the rope up after him. Okay, um, and- but bef- before all that happens, before all that happens, as we're, as uh, Locrian and Azla are going out the, out the window, up the rope, I re-unlock everything. And just sort of make sure the room looks kind of nice real quick before I follow them up. Because, I mean, we didn't really leave it a mess. And I just want to make it less suspicious. So it's just like, what the fuck just happened? Okay. Um, you do so. Uh, just as you uh, scurry out of view and the rope pulls up after you, um, you hear the door open. Um, and you hear a voice yell out, A tire swing! This is an outrage! <laughs> <laughs> oh man poor Mr. Silver <laughs> yeah, poor Mr. Silver guys having a rough night yeah uh, and uh, you are all perched on the roof a favorite haunt of Asla apparently I love up on the roof alright 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 all right. so um alright where is you uh, got the info from that I drink. Yes. Uh, they're in room 302. Okay, good. And there's something about a payout for anyone who isn't in town that the, 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 the company has to pay um, in fines. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that tracks. Huh. Okay. That sounds shitty as all hell. Well, yeah, and um, Blair kind of gets reflective for a moment, like staring out over the city, um, illuminated by the moon, and says, like, yeah, that, that's the rich for you. And he just kind of ponders for a second. Yeah, you ponder that. While you ponder, where's the goddamn attic? Oh, uh, yeah, this way. And he uh, proceeds up the slope tiles. 
And as he does so, he's kind of like coming under his breath. Uh, and uh, he gets to like um, the roof of the inn has like one of those um, widow's walk, like the wrought iron, like tiny fence. Mm-hmm. And he uh, hops over that and like pulls open a trap door. So it's like this way. All right. So the four of you are now in the attic of the inn. All right. Um, Redster? Redster? Thank you. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah. I hand out Redster. All right. So. Um, I wanna I wanna take a look around the attic of the of the hotel. Give me a investigate. Fifteen. You see some covered dusty furniture. There appear to be some crates, and there is a grand piano as well. Don't know how that got up here. Mm. Should I play the piano? Not yet. But I feel like I should put that costume back on. I have oh an idea. my god. <laughs> okay, we have an escape plan. We, we, we do. Can. We have a plan F. <laughs> yeah. For all oh, it's fucked. <laughs> plan, plan F. F major. But okay, yeah. so I want to look through the crates. I want to see if I can find like old Halloween or um the Pelor equivalent of Christmas decorations. It's summer. The yeah. Pelor equivalent of Midsummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to find. I want to f- see if I can find like like the hotel's um um magical wizard Santa costume. Uh, yeah. Uh, give me a luck check. That's a four. Uh, no, that incredibly specific thing is not here in this attic. What the hell kind of place is this? Isn't that where you store all that stuff when you run a business like this? It's either that or in sure. the ba- it's in the we- friggin' basement. We'll have to check on the way out. Blair pipes up saying, so, uh, what's the, what's the game plan? Well, the game plan is that I could find us some, um, bellhop uniforms or something up here so that once it's quiet time and everyone's gone to bed, we could sneak down and be relatively incognito. Ah, okay. I could, um, or one of us could act as a um, room service or and or when they come clean the room. Do we think that we would know yes. that we'd be able to figure out the layout of the of the inn enough to figure out when we're above their room? Uh, yeah, yeah, we could. Well, they're in room 302, so I think they're on the third floor, second from the stairwell. Alright. So How many floors are there? Well, let's see, 302. Okay. So one's Odds would be on the left, and evens would be on the right. So it would be the first door on the right on the third floor. That's How many right. floors does it have? Uh, Blair is counting out cases in the attic uh, and says, there's three, so they should be, right? Oh. And he points down to where he's standing. Immediately face down, like ear, ear against the floor trying to listen. Would you, uh, yeah. w- would you like a glass? Uh, do, yes, if we have one. Oh, I don't. Help. I'm just asking. Oh, okay. All right. Did you bring the banana daiquiri with you? No, they took it back. All right. Uh, that would be an investigate check. Trying over here. All of us? Uh, no, uh, Loki oh. is the one with his ear to the floor. That's a one. You don't hear my second one of the night. <laughs> you wind up with an ear full of splinters. <laughs> and I'll roll for damage. <laughs> <laughs> That's critical. Uh, I guess you're dead. <laughs> huh. 
god. Uh, no, no, you, you don't hear anything. <laughs> I'm not sure this is the right room. Sorry. I'm not sure this is the right room. <laughs> what? He's practically putting a finger to his lips. What? Oh. Oh, we think it... Got it. Uh, yeah, so you guys are situated over what you think is the room where those two Greyhawk searchers are housed for the night. The time is pretty late. It's getting kind of, like, things are quieting down downstairs, and it's getting closer to midnight. Play a lullaby on the piano. All right. Play a creepy lullaby on the piano. We will all hide. Then we'll see where the stairs are and how to get out of here. Uh, play Blair. a public domain <laughs> creepy <laughs> lullaby. All right, I can do that. I'll play a creepy public domain lullaby. Blair is moving over, being like, the stairs are here. I don't know why we need the music. They're right there. All right. I, maybe we're not at plan F. Yet. We're not at plan F. He found the stairs. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, what? I'm also thinking, I'm wondering if we could somehow repel down because we're like above there. Thing, but I don't know if there's a window in this attic that we could get out. What you get want through their window? You want them out, and then like, I'll jump in and just like grab the arcane resonator and then go and, and replace it with a pool cue. So our first step would be getting them. Out of their room. Are they out of their room now? No, no, no. They're in the room. We need to make sure they're asleep. The best I can do is hold person. Okay. Uh, Blair. Blair. Yeah. Can you get to their window and see if they're asleep? Yeah. Easy. Thank you. Want me to do that now? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Um, and he scurries back out to the top of the roof. And after a few minutes... You all feel that double click on your rocky talkies. All right. They're asleep. Let's go down the stairs. You guys post up as lookouts. I'm going to sneak in since I'm the stealthy. Okay. I, I mean, want... uh, it's more pointed at you, Locrian, about being <laughs> stealthy. All right. That's fair. I'm pretty stealthy. You, you are. As... You are. But while you're stealthing, I do want to be prepared to cast hold person. In case things go awry. Fair enough. Can you, can you cast it on two people at once? Do you have hold people? Yes. yes. Okay. If I cast it th- third level or higher. Okay. You can prepare an action to do that. You would just need to be in. Um, do you need line of sight on that? I imagine. Yeah. Yes. You can see within range. So I'd have to like poke my head in. Yeah. You would just need to be situated by the door. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's sneak down to their room. Okay. You can um. Walk down the stairs normally, um, keeping an eye out. You don't see any, you know, in employees, yeah, hotel employees, basically a hotel now. Uh, and <laughs> you approach door three hundred two. Are you trying to get into it? Yes, but I'm going to use my. Uh, well, shit! I don't have thieves' tools. Wait, why did we send uh, to the window? So he could keep, yeah, let us know when people are asleep. Do you want me to cast Uh, guidance on you before you try this? To unlock the door. Um, How many animals have you been? I've just been an eight. There's an update. I can only cast cast hold person on one. So it is hold person, not hold people. 
<laughs> it is for now until next level. And okay. Then I'll be able to. <laughs> I have no third level spells. Okay. Can we pick the lock and go in the room? That's 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 the plan. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's gonna do it? Because I can give you guidance. Um, what would that be? Sleight of hand. Yes. All right. I'll do it. All right. Guidance. Twenty-three. You hear a click, and the door softly opens up. All right. I'm gonna crawl in. Should I give a stealth roll? Yes. Please. Seven. Be able to hold one. Was that a seven? That was a seven. Okay. You cautiously tiptoe into the room, and as you put your foot down, you hear a very loud creak on the floorboard. And then, at the same time, you hear the ruffle of bedsheets and what sounds like someone sitting bolt upright in bed. What do you want to do? There's not much time. I don't move a muscle. It's just quiet. And I make I make a mouse squeaky noise. Give me a deception check. <laughs> 21. Oh, okay. You hear a low voice coming from the other room saying, just a mouse, just let it go. And another voice saying, yeah, yeah, all right. And I stand frozen until I hear snoring. You wait about 10 minutes, and you don't hear any snoring. You also don't hear any other noises. From where you are standing, you appear to be in, like, a small front room. There's, like, a table and a chest and a doorway, which leads into what you assume would be the where the beds are proper. And you can faintly see some moonlight coming in from a window. I click the Rocky Talkie twice. There's a brief pause. And then you feel it. All three of you click back. See, I knew we should have tied a rope around and pulled it out. <laughs> Is he is he in the window? Blair? Yeah. No, you can't see him. Hmm. Okay, fuck so, it. I take another step. Give me a stealth check. I have shenanigans. This, this doesn't work. Nate. <laughs> you <laughs> hear another better than last time. <laughs> the floorboard. You, you just put it down on the same floorboard and it just creaks again. Well, no, it would actually be me taking it off of the floorboard. Yes. Yes. And then there it is again. Uh, and you hear someone <laughs> standing up from a bed. Tell me what you're doing right now. I'm standing there like this. <laughs> you do that, and then you notice um, a blue glow coming from behind you. In your sword, from the scabbard, there are purple flames that are just reaching out. Okay. I pull my purple. sword out. It's glowing purple. Yep. It is. Yep. And I yell. Because yeah. this is all I can think of at the moment. I yelled. Okay, hold, hold person. On who? Um, I'm going to hold person on the one who stood up. You don't see anyone yet. Oh, I can't see? Yeah. No. Where I am? They're, they're in, the, they're in the other room. By the door. Uh, yeah. Okay, right. table talk. Does anyone remember their names? I'm Asla. No, I know who you are. Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't remember their names. Ah, uh, shoot. I don't think I told you their names. No, you didn't. Okay, good. And I just yell out, Guys! 
Guys, my sword has led me here to your room. There's bad juju going on in here. You gotta get out now! Okay. Give me a deception check. Eight. Eight? <laughs> I mean, they don't so, have to believe my lie. I just want them up and in the room. You see the man. Um, He emerges in the doorway wearing pants and shirtless, but he has grabbed what appears to be a wand in his hand. Yeah, okay. And you can hear the woman getting up from the other room. And the man looks at you and then looks over to the trunk real quick. And then there is a sudden darkness that erupts situated on you, uh, just engulfing the entire room in pitch black. Like your night vision, your normal dark vision, can't see through it. Okay. And the light from the your flaming longsword is not illuminating anything. Okay. So you're just lost in the darkness, and you hear the man shout, What? What is this? It's a lot of darkness, man! And that's where we're at. Oh! Next time on Dungeons & Flagons... We will be holding you. Between the two of us, sir. We were playing with it, man. We were... We had a game! Excuse me, some people are trying to sleep! Do you think I'm your mother? Whew, that was a, that was a tense ending. Hey, gang. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of Dungeons & Flagons. If you liked it, be sure to rate and review and to tell all your friends. If you'd like to reach out, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under Knights of Bart. All original art by Jessica Libby and original music by Jonathan Rains. Thanks again, gang. Stay safe. We'll see you next time.